Hi, Dave. Calling from Missoula. How Me and you my doing? wife. How you doing? What does Dave always say? Better than I deserve. Brother? Better than I deserve, brother. Jeff, we're dead free. That's great. You got a $10,000 house and a $40,000 car payment? Dude. <laughs> So it has the wine bottle opener, you know, the cork screw. Yeah. Then it has. I've got one of those. And it has the pl- the the plug air, that you put aerator, and it has an aerator. Uh huh. Then it also has this round, <laughs> this round ring. <laughs> oh, it has a, some ring. Yeah. I don't know what that's for. I did it goes it goes on the neck of the bottle. I, I'm not even sure what that what it's for. Um, but it's it's lined with rubber. Right, so, so it's like a stainless steel on the outside, or yeah, maybe some other cheaper metal, but then it has rubber inside. So I pointed. I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And just we're at work, right? And uh, he goes, "It's a ring." Really? He just says it normally. Can you, what, if you what kind of ring? Bleep out the. Uh, he said it's a ring. I'm sorry, my oh. imagination is poor. I'm gonna need you to enunciate it. I guess. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I guess you would give that out. It's of the a wedding. clock ring. Let's do some math. Are we minusing a letter? All right, stop. Collaborate and taking the L. L-, L-, L- <laughs> All right. He did, but he just said it like we're in our cubicles and there are people around, and he just says it like normal voice. Wow. Hmm. All right. All right. Cool. Have you ever tried one on? No. No, they don't make them. They'd be kind of heavy. My size. Hanging a clock. <laughs> I my, could, yeah. Burp, burp, burp. yeah. <laughs> I could never get away with... Well... Jewelry on uh, your penis? I guess people might say that at my work. I could easily, easily, you know... This no way has gone put, too far already. I couldn't put that past my my twelve year olds. At, what at the school. heck are you talking about? Well, they seem to know a we, lot more than I do. Weighed. My wife got some jewelry, kids. <laughs> I mean, you want to see? You're at a, your job. I'm at my job. Were you t- taken back at all by this conversation? By what conversation? The, well, the comment that my coworker made, and you're at work. Well, it's just that he just said it in normal tone. So as a matter of fact, voice, yep. um, just like like he's just saying hi. Yeah. Ask him if he knows or if he ever had Mister Pearson 
as a fifth or sixth grade oh my student. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's sounds familiar. Boys, it's my last day tomorrow. Mm. This whole season, this year, this is it. Tomorrow, I got two hours left, and that's it. Those kids, these stories, the craziness and chaos, it all ends tomorrow. You going to wear a bathrobe? <laughs> I don't <laughs> It wouldn't matter. He couldn't get fired anyways. Well, we had tenured. To, we're we're doing a, a ceremony and stuff, and like people give some speeches. The kids, you know, do a walkthrough. We call it promotion, and then they're gone. And I'm just, I'm thinking, all right. After the day ended today, the fifth grade teacher who had those students comes in, and you know she's in her fifties, and she's a nice nice lady, probably a good teacher. You never see anybody teach because we're all in our classrooms. But she walks in and goes, Jeff, I know you're going to Cabo San Lucas. Would you have a drink for me for those kids moving on? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I'm so, going to get blasted <laughs> for you. So the kids that are leaving were the hurricane of kids. Oh, you had mentioned that that you were warned before that this oh, yeah. group coming in. I was warned three or four years in advance, <laughs> Jeff, you should probably switch over to a different, you know, a different track, a different school. <laughs> like, like What are the chances you'll be in Cabo and you'll think about your class once? A good chance. <sighs> You're nicer than I thought. I mean, I'm honestly, it was the best year of my career. I love those kids. Rewarding. Absolutely. I became a better, I had to become a better teacher. And that's a good thing. You, so you the, exercise your teaching muscles. You are forced to exercise your teaching muscles and it made you stronger. Absolutely. If I was a bad, if I was a bad parent and then someone said, okay, now you've gone five years and you're going to be a good parent. And it was, it would be like, I got kids that were parented really poorly and then, and let's just say that was me. And they're like, okay, flip the switch. Now you're a good parent and you want them to all act a certain way and do certain things and, and fall in line. And I'm like, my God, I can't do that with these kids. I can't even keep them still. I can't keep their mouth closed. They just, they keep talking. It's verbal diarrhea and running around inside the classroom, throwing things. Anyway, that... That challenged me from yeah. day one. And we ended last day in our classroom today because I'm not even going to let them go in my class tomorrow. Uh, we watched a movie. They got to eat in class. I got 20 Starbucks. They, they ordered yesterday. They gave me a little money, and I went and picked up Starbucks this morning. They got their Starbucks during movie time. The end of the day. Leave a weapon? <laughs> the Departed. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> They thought, yeah, that's awesome. We watch this every week. Let's watch it again. How's your mother? (laughs) That's a terrible impression of whoever that Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) The ending of that movie could be my class. Like, it's like, boom, pop. That moment. Oh, my gosh. Out of the elevator. (laughs) And then Wahlberg showing up to his place at the end. I normally don't (laughs) say anything out loud during movies when I'm watching it by myself. Or even laugh out loud. It's all internal, usually. But that moment, I think I stood up off the couch or something. It's like, oh, wow. Wow. 
<laughs> need some time to process that. <laughs> anyway, I, I finished the movie. The room gets all cleaned up. And, and I like the, the day had started with a girl opening up her little bottle that I guess she had Mountain Dew in. And it was like one of those water bottles that pressurizes or something. She opens it up. First thing, right after I said, let's be very careful with all the Starbucks cups and, and you know all the food and chips you got. Please be careful. This is the last day we're going to be in here. She opens it up, and all I hear is about five or six kids. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm like, well, what happened? It's just Mountain Dew strewn throughout the classroom. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then the day ends, and it's kind of cleaned up. I'm like, okay, this is good. This is acceptable for the custodian to come through. You can barely see anything there's a couple maybe chip pieces so we leave we walk out and uh, i noticed that the kids were like writing on the board scrambling to write stuff on the board but there was like bags of chips still sitting around so i walked them out i come back in there's cheetos everywhere i'm like i can't even be mad i can't even be mad god bless their soul <laughs> it's just so do you have bets with other teachers on uh, which one of your kids is going to end up in jail first? Oh, that's dark. I hate to think about it. But you have an idea. I remember I used to sell pot in high school. <laughs> 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 Nobody would have ever guessed. <laughs> that was really out of context, Zach. <laughs> I will... Uh, there okay, not with this class, but I I've had so many kids that I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope this kid doesn't kill someone. I mean, they raised by people who just don't care about their kids, grandparents that were just their parents were drug addicts, so we've got them and oh my gosh, I mean I I'm like I need to be very nice to these kids cuz they are going to come back at some time with the semi-automatic gun, and I would be like, "No, no, no! Remember, I was I'm nice on the to good you." List. Oh, yep, yep. I was on the right side, the good side. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going, Mister Pearson? Excuse me, I have to go pop some people that really ticked me off during school. For the record, you have no reason to believe that's actually going to happen, correct? No, it's it's just something. I mean, that, no physical no. threat. Yeah. Just don't think oh, about no, no, it when no. you're in Cabo. Not, not towards yeah. me, because you know I've been nice to list. all of them. <laughs> When they, I hope when they look at me and I stare at them in the eyes and be like, right, hey, do what you got to do. I really support you. You're awesome. You're fantastic. Just like when you're in my fifth and sixth grade class. You're awesome and fantastic. When he comes back and so if something were it's to happen. a terrible thing ter- to think yes, of, but it's, we got kids that are not even being parented at all. They're left to, what's the, the what's the uh, video game, Grand, Grand Theft Auto? Like they there's like five or six kids every year that talk about all the stuff they're doing at home on all these video games. They're killing hookers. Yeah. I'm sorry, Zach. I, I cut you off. No, for... you're fine. I was just going to say, I just imagine something terrible happening. God forbid the first words out of his mouth. Jeff said, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to be supportive. I would, You know, this grace, peace, cheers. Yeah, that's exactly what that means. I won't. I'm not going to stand in your way. Believe what you want to believe. Do what you got to do. It doesn't matter. You know, be a liberal. It's okay. Everything is okay, even liberalism. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be going too far.
pizza guy came. Jeff and Scott bolted out of the room, leaving me alone with my thoughts, which is always dangerous. I will say we do have a lot of feedback coming up. I get to play my new feedback jingle, which I handcrafted, homebrewed feedback jingle, in addition to the new Rose Bibles beer theme song. Look forward to that before we go deep. Helms deep. I feel like we should talk about the shit a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? Have you heard about the shit, Jeff? No. Wait a second. Was this something you guys talked about today? No. Oh. Something that Scott and I experienced when we crashed uh, my high school reunion. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> right, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. We had twenty year high school reunion. Man, has time flown. Did not go to the ten year. And uh, Lisa went with some girlfriends from school, some lady friends. And Scott and I watched the boxing match with the fiance of one of Lisa's friends. Until the paid portion, because it costs a hundred bucks to go to this reunion, and once the paid portion ended up and the venue was open to the public, we went back and kind of crashed our own party. Mm. And man, it was like high school never changed. Just the the weird grouping off of people, pretty people hanging together. The where were you? Less pretty. I'm a I'm a wanderer. I'm a vagabond. People, honestly, people were looking at me like, who's he? Like, did he go? Who? What? The most interesting man no. in the room. In high school, I just hung out in the choir corridor. So I didn't really know a whole lot of people. Didn't see any choir people there. Saw a couple of people from, a couple of runners, because I did run cross country. Anywho, the point of this is there's a guy going around. Oh, go ahead. A Dana? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a... Legendary group. <laughs> that's a feather in your cap. I mean, I went to Dana one year, and uh, they were they were known for their cross-country accol- accolades, yes. Mr. Butler. <laughs> yeah, Wow. Yeah, one one match we finished, I think it was against Mission Viejo. Our entire team finished in front of every one of their runners, <laughs> which felt pretty good. I was not a great runner, but that moment felt good. I was hampered by nagging injuries that it was too lazy to overcome. So instead of running in Hell Week, I would I'll swim laps. I'm just, my toe hurts, coach. I'm just going to get in the pool and do some laps. I didn't have any kind of drive or fervor that you guys know and love me for today. That was a joke, but they're both shoveling food in their mouth. (laughs) Insert laugh track. Okay, so (laughs) back to uh, the shit. On his name tag, this guy was... (laughs) Just got another sound bite. This guy was rounding the room... Basically cornering ladies that could be picked off and hit on. And his name, I can't remember his name. Do you remember his nickname that he gave himself? It wasn't the shit. I, 
but he was saying it name and then in quotations and then his last name. It was obvious that he was like, right. everybody used to call me this. Everybody used to call me this, man. This is what I was known as. And so he wrote it on his name tag. Something related to I'm the man. Hefe? No. Guapo? No, I don't think it was. He, Not Hispanic. Because he's, 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 he's Hispanic. He's Hispanic. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think it was a an English term. a European word. <laughs> Anyways, one of the ladies in our group was one of the victims. She was wow. not there with anybody, and one she's sitting at the bar. And he he would just hover over her and like uh, two arms on the bar around her, like from behind, and like talk. Oh wow! Talk to her, like swing his head around her. That's aggressive. Very aggressive. Um, she is a grown woman she can take care of herself uh, it didn't appear like she wanted to take care of herself would you say that scott yeah probably. so but the appearance was to everybody in our group that she wanted out she just would not say no to the guy and he wouldn't give it up and we could hear him i mean this goes back to other people used cornering you could hear him across the room Man, I used to be the shit. I'm still the shit. I'm still the shit. Like yelling in girl's face. <laughs> like, wow, this must work one out of 942 times, and it makes it worth it to him. It's a pure numbers game. Scott knows that from uh, Christian Mingle, right? Yeah. Yeah, you really got to really gotta tell him how, how awesome you are. I couldn't believe it. I, I, he was so adamant that he was the shit, and we, we tried to get her out. I even tried to, I, I don't like to even say rescue because she's, she could have said no, but. Oh, wow. So she stayed. Well, no. She we, engaged? She more listened to him say in so many ways that he's the shit. Okay. And I walked up and after another lady in our party, after another lady in our party had gone up to her and basically like talked to him in a really kind of easing the tension, right? but trying to get her out of there. When I walked up, she just looked up at me and said, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, are you sure? And the guy looked at me like, what's going on? And so I introduced myself, which diffused any tension. And uh, she said, I'm fine. Ended up, I mean, this is a long story than it should be, but it, it kept going on to the next bar. He found her because everybody kind of went to the bar after the place closed. Okay. The Swallows in. It's yeah, it's called the Swallows Inn. Yeah, that's that's a. F- I mean, I've never been in there. It's where the women instinctively flock, fun. like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> and it's in Capistrano. Yeah, yeah, it's right across from uh, the new Selma's by the Mission. Yeah, and some lady was walking around, going, or she was yelling, "Swallows!" Oh, she was swallows. <laughs> she made the rounds like three uh, times. People watching is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's funny you say the the clock word minus the L because in some of the women's verbiage that were there with us, they said they were clock blocking him. That that was their term. Well, <laughs> I'm afraid to use that in this context, um, but know. that's what they were saying. Yeah. And and for good reason. The guy was seemed like a predator. It was and rapey. She might have been a little drunk. She she was, and I I I think part of it seemed like part of her wanted the attention. And that was my wife's interpretation too. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think she I don't think she would have wanted to follow through. It would have been a big regret. Anyways, that was 
the consensus of the group, including especially the ladies in our group, and they whisked her off in an Uber. Good. Got her out of there. Whoa, I'm the shit, man. <laughs> I like how he's like, I used to be the shit. I am the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the 20 year. Yeah. Usually you see that. A grown ass person. <laughs> yeah. Grown ass man. Writing oh. his own nickname that nobody used to call him in high school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lesson, don't be the shit. So, Zach, when you said we're we're gonna go watch the fight, I think both you and I had in mind a UFC fight. Right? Yeah. Then we showed up and it was boxing. Which yeah. I mean it turned out it turned out okay. It was fun. Yeah. But it was just like okay, we're gonna go see a UFC fight. I'm not a pugilistic expert. <laughs> My defense is pregnable, as it were. <clears throat> Pregnate me. Look it up, audience. You never heard Tyson say that? My defense is impregnable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, never did. You can't touch me. My defense. I'll eat your children. I will eat your children. You know, somehow it's funny when you say it like Tyson, and when you say it like a white guy with no tattoos, it's creepy. Like a Dahmer hey, type of... Uh, Jeff, I'm, I'm going to eat your children. I'm g- <laughs> <laughs> Context is everything, right, Scott? It won't be the first time. Should we do some uh, some feedback? Let's do some feedback. Feedback, feedback. Now it's time to do some feedback. That, that, um, <laughs> may it be in your head always from now on. I didn't know you had a dog. Unbelievable. Don't even have to feed him. He poops air. As we get, yeah, there's a lot of feedback, so we'll try to get through this audience, but we really appreciate you. Chew. <laughs> appreciate you. At Ryan Pottle. Potal? Potal. Are my peas plosives? At Bros Babbles Beer. Just wanted to say that. At Jameson Writes, and I at Godspeed Podcast really enjoyed talking with you, gents. Hashtag dudes with big hearts. Oh, thank you. We were on Godspeed Podcast. If you didn't know that, we were guests for the first time on another podcast. Check out their feed for more. Is he saying that we have the big hearts? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So he doesn't listen to our podcast? No. He must not. He, yeah. Okay. But thanks. thanks he would Ryan. say two... And a half out of three of you have a heart at least. Of, <clears throat> but that's a long hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Next one from Mike at Hyperbolic Mike. Dude, the one hour and 15 minute mark. And then he's got a, what is that, like an embarrassed face? What? I don't even know what that is. I just can't even, man. My old self would be cheering and my current self is cringing. What was the hour and 15 minute of that? It was the episode of we were talking about marriage. It was the one right after Callie. Oh, okay. Um, where yeah. we, we we got into pretty heated discussion where you two were tag teaming against me, and he's, oh, so that's how you interpreted it. That's how it felt. I heard your hand slapping, and then he goes on to say, "I hear Scott and Jeff, and I'm glad I don't identify as an evangelical anymore. If that leaves me out of whatever they think heaven is, so be it." Well, that went far. Yeah. Um, I I have no idea what we said in that podcast, but um, yeah, I, I shoot, 
man, Heaven. I do. Uh, I do. Would you like me to uh, said, summarize? That sounds harsh. I'm sure they're great dudes, but holy hell, that was rough. What did what did we say about <laughs> Heaven? Uh, Nothing. Heaven. Nothing. No. Husbands leading, he, following God. He might be jumping to conclusions. They made a million dollars. <laughs> Office space. Um, yeah. Oh, so so it, th- that if if that's how we we want it, quote unquote, here on earth, then that's how it's going to be. Maybe in heaven. I no. think we'll leave it up okay. to the listener's interpretation. So. The good thing is, he said, "So be it." So I guess. So it it has to happen. I and guess. the even better thing is. Well, he's hyperbolic, he, Mike. He so, <laughs> I mean, come on. You got to <laughs> take him with a grain of salt. Man. You're right, Scott. Words matter. All right. So, this is from it's Amanda. Uh, Aman. Aman. It's Amanda at. Polly named Amanda. At Polly named Amanda, which is Twitter. I'm sorry, Amanda. Oh, I man. did it. I'm sorry. Polly named Amanda. Either Polly or a, a man or da writes at, at Bros Bibles Beer. I really enjoyed the most recent episode, but the below tweet perfectly reflects some of my thoughts while listening. So Sierra White writes, and this is she retweeted Sierra White. She retweeted okay, and that's at Sierra Nicole. Just because something isn't damaging you, your family, or someone you know, doesn't mean it, it isn't damaging thousands of others. These are, I think, these this string is related to either Callie's episode where we talked a little bit about marital roles, or the other episode where we went back and forth on that. Those got a lot of feedback. So this is all like. about the marital roles thing. Well, some, some of it, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a trend here. And like at Becky Seville said at Rose Bubbles Beer, and she's kind of quoting Scott. You could tell she was doing this as she was listening. Was Christ obedient to God's word? And she said, Christ, not to be confused with Jesus, is God's word. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, was Christ obedient to God's word? Um, well, and then, yeah. Separating Christ from Jesus is difficult. Um, I don't know if you have really a reference point in the New Testament to do that. Um, John 1.1. No, no, to separate Christ from Jesus. I don't know if you have a reference point in, uh, unless you're saying that that John one one is possibly can, can before all the time Jesus the human was a physical man that was born at a certain date. I think that's what she's saying. The Christ is the sustainer of the universe from her perspective. But but even then, and ours, I hope. But even even then, um, separating Christ from Jesus is is very difficult. Um, you have Christophanes in the Old Testament uh, that he, he took on human form. Um, so I, I don't know. I just well, there's a lot to that. Yeah, the implications of of trying to separate them like that are, I think, you get into some very dangerous territory very quick. And anyway, she went on to say, <laughs> "Is there a reason why Christ was sent in a male body, Jeff? Because I think you had asked that question. I think Jeff did ask that." And she said, yes, it was a patriarchal society. I'm going to try it again. Society. And a woman wouldn't be heard. All right. Next question. Audience, please ignore. I'm tr- <laughs> well, it was. Well, no. Ignore. Ignore the woman. Oh. Ignore the woman's tweet. 
Man, uh, we're gonna get more. You we're know, gonna get, just get more. <laughs> no more tweets, Scott. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move. Who that Thanks. was? Becky Sevilla. Oh, she's she just keeps coming. <laughs> Let me read <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, dude. Okay, I'm, this is word for word. Jeff, dude. Zach is trying to defend you. You're coming off as a pompous, <laughs> controlling ass, and he's refuting that impression. You're welcome, Jeff. <laughs> I, I don't need to be defended. He's a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Totally missing the point. I uh, know, Becky, I really believe you're missing my point. And that's not bad on you. It's just we've had conversations um, here personally between Scott, Zach, myself. And uh, they know what I'm talking about, right, Zach? Delete uh, comments. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Oh, man. Okay. God's got me. Go ahead, Scott. So this is Nathan Miller West at Namway Designs. And he writes uh, at Bros Bibles Beer 35. Episode 35. Episode 35. And at Brandon Andrus. Hashtag the seed sower. Many quality insights as always. Cool. Thank you, Nathan. Wow, that is going... You can tell it's going back. Yeah, I, and I wanted to include this because we got Nathan appears to be binging us right now because he he has a few of these. You can do the next one, Scott. No, I mean it's that's cool. I mean people picking it up and going back. Yeah. So then again from Nathan Nathan Miller West, he says at Bros Bibles Beer, I just got through number fifty five and wow, kudos to Zach for keeping his cool. Hashtag marriage is a dance. Hashtag stop reading the Bible and watch a movie. What did we? What was episode fifty five? It was probably the, the marriage one. <laughs> oh. There's a theme here. Becky's back. Oh, I got this one. No, wait, no, you got this one. She ripped on you, Jeff. Ba wa ha ha ha. Yes, loving touch me and find out what <laughs> at Cali Search seventy nine. What? That was- Kelly Adams was awesome. Yeah. Said, "Touch me and find out." <laughs> For uh, context, you got to go back and listen to the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was great though. <laughs> that was awesome. All, All right. right, Becky Sev- Seville, Kelly at Kelly Search seventy nine like likes the Scott Freight Train on Bros Bibles Beer Podcast. It stresses me the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> to catch a preterist. <laughs> The Scott Freight Train. Wow. And then she went on to tweet, it might be because I'm also a type five on the Enneagram and thinking, dude, there's so much more knowledge to be had by not reading the Bible in a Western context. We'd probably all agree with that in different ways. not reading the Bible in a Western... Oh, okay. Sure. And she continues, and there's so much knowledge to be gained from the natural world and life experience. Hashtag quantum entanglement. Hashtag Cosmic Christ. Hashtag Ground of Being. Now wait, go back to that previous one. Who? So this is this is where I guess I should get on Twitter and and I would ask I would ask Becky if uh, okay. So are you saying that someone on the podcast is reading the Bible in a Western context, or did someone make a comment about Western context that she's commenting on? Not uh, directly, but I think um, digging the Western context is probably. I'm guessing from her perspective, the fact that the complementarian, like just reading the Bible through our lens, as opposed to digging into the context of the time in an Eastern, ancient Eastern setting, 
um, which would reveal more to the story than just women. Well, no, so that's, that's, that's my point. Is, yeah. is so she's saying that whatever I or Jeff said is reading it in a Western context. I think so. Okay, well, that was her opinion. I okay, well, Becky, I that's just stupid. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, former. Just got a hold of the soundboard. <laughs> it's fun, uh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So complementarianism would be a product of Western civilization because that's where we are now, right? Yeah, that's a big that's yeah. a big conversation. Yeah. So like, anyway, there's a lot to yeah. it. And she did say to K- Callie said, "Come on, it's pod Cal- <laughs> reboot." At Callie Search seventy nine responded said, "Come on, it's podcast gold. I love Scott. I could argue with him all day." Yeah. To which Becky responded, "You were totally the right sister to be interviewed by the bros. You did great." Yeah, because the other one would have got stressed out. What's the Scott freight train? Satan. <laughs> This is so fun. And then uh, at Christian Janeway, Christian Janeway on Twitter had made the lip symbol and said, Callie is amazing in response to the Callie search episode. That actually looks like a butt farting. A reverse butt fart. Reverse butt fart. Why does Christian, it's, no, it was a Chinese name. Uh, It doesn't matter. Jean. X-I-A-N, Christian. X-I-A-N, Janeway. Uh, Whatever. Oh, <clears throat> okay. I'm slow. This is from Amanda. Loved, loved, loved. And this is from Amanda. Amanda. I'm just curious. Is Amanda upset at her family for naming her Amanda and spelling it Amanda? Because that's a very common name. It's a very patriarchal name. In, in America. And I bet... Every day she's got to explain to somebody. I mean, even going through school. I mean, good grief. Well, I'm guessing if it's pronounced Amanda, there's a different heritage than just a white pronunciation behind it. So, which is probably important to her. That's what I'm guessing. Well, yes, but the rest of the world is dealing with your name. And that's, I'm. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, if. If my name, if my parents had spelled my name, the the Jeff like G E O F F, yeah, I'm just just shoot me now. I mean, or like or G G U Y. Come on, Canadians, French, French Canadians. Okay, well, yeah. that's, what's going on? That's G. So she said, "It's love, guy." She said, "Loved, loved, loved hearing Callie search seventy nine on the Bros Babbles Beer podcast." Such a good interview. Well, thank at, you. At Stephen Steve the Bane. At Kelly Search 79. Bros, Babbles, and Beer. Enjoyed the episode. Really good discussions and arguments. Hashtag smartest attack. Hashtag scoot the stranger liquor. Interesting. Who's the smartest attack? I'm going to say he's saying Kelly Search. Thanks, Scott. Oh, thank you, Scott. Scott the stranger liquor. Hmm. The... Uh, 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 that bros my was very is this how all your podcasts go <laughs> again from nathan miller west <laughs> that's good hashtag theological debates galore hashtag what i've been waiting for huh thanks nathan nice yeah from hey we'll keep we'll keep that theological scooter train rolling and then uh at jettison inc 
said, just got around to the this episode referring to the episode with Preston Sprinkle, which goes back a bit. He said, now I'm bummed Preston stopped following me. Awesome convo. You guys approach might convert me yet. Mm. Interesting. Maybe good. one soul out of the hell fire grips of hellfire. So so Preston stopped following Jettison. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe he hate listened. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to Preston. He sucks. I'm gonna spite him by listening. He told me hell was eternal, and now he thinks it might not be. Now I don't know what to believe. All right. This is a lot. This is a lot. We're almost done. Okay. Stay on target. Stay on bits away. The Inglorious Pastors tweeted at us. All right. Loved at Cali Search 79 of at Twisted Sisters on at Bros Bibles Beer. Triple exclamation point. Double exclamation point. Was that, one me? More, that was me. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, a triple exclamation. <laughs> Thanks for all the plugs. Hi, Zach. Hashtag hi, Zach. <laughs> Get it? They're at <laughs> Pastards Podcast. Hi, the Inglorious Pastards. Which we just read the feedback from Michael Basinger on the last episode mm. with Dan Koch. And that was really thoughtful. He had a Nathan hard time Miller. listening, but he Nathan. just Nathan loved it. Why did all he have these, a hard time listening? Well, for all the disagreements that make it uncomfortable for some people. Oh. Like the people, like Becky Sevilla. I hope that doesn't make her upset. I'm blaming you, Scott. You started you it. You pronounced it right. <laughs> but she's, you know, obviously she disagrees with you two on the marriage thing, but it. People like the fact that there's disagreements and we're still in the same room drinking beer together. Yeah, I mean, you can go with society as society's changed, or you can go with God. All right, so Nathan <laughs> Nathan Miller West said at Bros Bibles Beer, hashtag obviously not too dark. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, what? Oh, Lord? Number, face face palm emoji, no, number, number 53. 53. What, what was that? that Do you remember, Scott? You I, said you were talking about dating. I think we might have been talking about dating apps or something you're talking about girls you like and you like your type and then you, you made an offhand oh, comment oh, yeah <laughs> obviously not too dark wait I said, what I like dark, oh lord but not too dark <laughs> oh. okay i remember that now would just, you like to hey, refrain no i i let's keep this going so right. let's keep it partially going. we got a lot to talk about tonight nathan miller west at bros Bubba's beer hashtag evangelical big tent Hashtag Eastern Orthodox Catholicism Evangelical Mormonism. That's a whole hashtag. I want to see if there's actually anything under that hashtag online. Number 53. I love the variety of opinions on your pod. Nathan's been binging. Don't not, burn yourself out, bro. It's not going to stop, Nathan. Go back to one through five. That Nathan, really cute kid, by the up. way. He was the one that left the iTunes review that said, I started with episode one and oh, then yeah. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> right, rightly so. Rightly so. <laughs> Just gotten more mans. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was gotten more How did we start there? That was a good episode. And then he said about that Mormon episode uh, or the Bethel episode, I think this is related to the same one, for number 51 That's when we talked about grave sucking and stuff like that. Do the same for but he said... Bros Bibles Mirror and lots of grace shower down on hashtag Bethel. Do you think you would do the same for hashtag Mormons? Both have hearts for Christ. And then he said, honest question. 
That's a whole episode, I'm sure. Wow, yeah. I mean, really quick. Short answer. Really quick. Um, the Bethel, they they probably do a lot of good things. It's it's those those things that take them away from a biblical view of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's role. Um, and it could and other other churches can go the other way where they just totally quash the Holy Spirit. So. Finding that that middle ground, um, but also yeah, yeah, having some grace, but also recognizing that you you have to be weary of people, people and and doctrines that just just really just just uh, ah, I think that I think they're dangerous. And then about the Mormons' hearts for Christ, um, their their Christ is completely different. They have a salvation that is based on works. It, it's so it would be hard for me to. Uh, take that sentiment now um, that you've had a lot of conversation with Mormons would you say but the I, average Mormon would say they have a heart for Christ well they would say that okay. they would say the words Christ they would say the words God they would say that they believe the Bible but but then there, o- there are, are always qualifications the Bible has been as long as it's translated correctly they would say Christ is spirit brother of Satan he, he's uh uh uh, he he's our brother. He he was uh, n- not our, not our uh, not like our brother. Like we're part of the same family, but he he is of the same substance as us in the pre life. We we were we were birthed from heavenly father in heavenly father's relationship with one of the heavenly mothers. So we are actually spirit brothers with Christ. They had it's it's a completely different theology, even though they they use the same words. They mean very different things. Often they mean the opposite of whatever you're thinking. Interesting. Well, head us back, Nathan. I know he was uh dabbling in Mormonism for a while. Yeah, so so, so it's 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 very important with especially with Mormons, um well, Jehovah's Witnesses too, to to get so, get them to define their what they mean by even the simplest terms like Jesus, the most common terms. So how confident are you in your understanding of, of Christ? Like if you said you have a heart for Christ and yours is more correct than the Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses. How how confident am I? Because yeah. um, aren't we all, all of us are looking through shaded lenses of various sorts and have a very limited understanding of Christology or or what it means for God to come and be a human and you know all that stuff like God, well, the, the fullness the, of what the, that yeah. what that what we say that means i think actually when you ponder it and try to wrap your mind around it you you can't so i don't know i don't i'm not so sure about proclaiming people's hearts for christ as wrong cuz i know mine is clouded and well well, th- well then we got to get rid of the term hearts for christ uh we we got to we look at god god has revealed himself to us who who did not witness Christ in the flesh, He's revealed Christ to us through Scripture. So, Scripture being our standard, I don't think any any of us, well, certainly not here, would disagree with that. But I don't. Your average Mormon or Jehovah's Witness wouldn't disagree with that. What? Well, but but their scriptures are going to be different, and their definitions are going to be different. All right. Their well, theology, we probably should just leave that alone for their now. Theo- their whole theology is different. And they have a works a work salvation. At They're not Scott, saved by grace. Or Scott wow. at Bros Bibles. You need to get on Twitter, man. At, at I was going to do it again. Scott, Scott at Bros Bibles Beer dot com. 
Nathan, hit Scott up. Do some long form. Let's get juicy. <laughs> Potentiality to get juicy. Is that Jeff? And Jeff, finally. Hmm. Wake up. Wait, what? Why'd you leave a kiss up on This is on Facebook. Joe Zaragoza. Oh, that's right. He is one of the guys from Drinking at Bible Study. One of the guys. Apologies, Brandy. One of the co-hosts. I just finished this week's episode, and I've literally been dealing with this quote-unquote wussification of men in America for the last couple of years. I have friends who are good, decent, God-fearing men who believe that the problem with men today is that they have been feminized by women. That being a real man has become shameful. This is mind-blowing to me considering the rape culture that exists, the horrible depictions of women in pornography, the fact that there are so few women being represented in the House and Senate, in the Fortune 500, in television and movie studios, and in society in general, and add on top of that the BS men's rights movement that has sprung up that does nothing but adds to the harassment and assault threats that women receive online. I don't think that men have been feminized. I think that men have been given a twisted, broken, disgusting version of what masculinity is, and I feel the reason so many people in the church believe that men have been feminized is because in their own little sheltered world view, they see men not acting like real men, and because the church remembers feminism from the 60s and 70s and 80s as being so pro-choice and anti-traditional family structure that women become an easy target. From their point of view, they see feminism being the problem and don't realize a broken version of masculinity is what's really the issue. Perhaps we can discuss this in the future on one of our podcasts. Wow. Wow. That's what do you think about that, Jeff? Uh, I'm gonna have to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we're no, not I, being I quote unquote. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I did appreciate I did appreciate the uh, the long form, Zach. Um, yes. That was good. Thank you. There's a lot there. There I, is. And Zach, I'm sorry, Scott, go ahead. What was your question? How do you feel about that, Jeff? About which part? Let me play Scott. Which part? Uh, so I, I think he's saying that we that men have not been wussified. What do you think about that? Um, no... I don't think they've been wussified. They've been given a, a false view of masculinity. Is what he well the first I, the first sen- the first part we, um, he quotes wussification. So so maybe we'll go on their let, podcast. Just capturing that the idea of masculinity is they so there's a masculine there's masculinity and then there's what's portrayed as masculinity or man. And I think he's got something here in regards to um, how broken men are in the society and, and that gets, um, it gets played over and over and over again in uh, media, in TV and movies. Where they they put down the husbands. It's kind of the suburban version of the, 
the suburban white husband. It started in, in, the, in 80s. the media. Is an idiot. Yeah, it and, started in the eighties right. with it's uh, kind of mar- a trope. with married married with children. Yeah, um, and part of that is because there's reactions against racism. So if you make the black husband an idiot, there's gonna be a reaction to that. Um, and so the white guy is easy pickings because the white guy has been relatively comfortable. Is very yeah. ge- is like a less than generous way of saying it. And white males are the only non minority, the only non protected. Right, group. so it's an easy target. That's not. So he said women are the easy target. Well, there's there's context to unpack, but it is a thing, and we know guys, and we know guys that have bought in and they're struggling with. You know, I, I'm, I don't get a say in my life. I just do whatever my wife tells me, and they they behave that way, and so it's an overreaction that's. A backfire. And what is a rape culture? Well, <laughs> is he just talking about pornography, or I mean, does it go beyond that? Um, it, it's full of cans of worms that are all good topics. Yeah. Um, rape culture is, I think, related to a lot of university stuff and taking advantage of women and and so. It, but I mean, I, like, I, like that's the culture of America. Like, what what does it mean by rape culture? It's a that's a like it's no. systemic. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. It would be a different answer depending on who you talk to. I'm not the right person. This is way above my yeah. pay grade, but it would be an interesting conversation. So I don't know if he's inviting himself on our podcast or inviting us on his podcast or It sounds like he's going to talk about approach. it on his podcast. Yeah. And if you want to hear from uh, any of us, hit us up. We're down. Yeah. Apparently we'll argue with you. <laughs> There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch there to talk about. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. It's just Thanks, some Joe. of these words are thrown around so often. It's like, okay, well, they're kind of losing their meaning. What What are you meaning by it? Like feminism. And, and what are you supposed to do with it? What am I supposed to do with rape culture? Uh, what do I. Well, you would ask. Uh, and I, so I, yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Oh, turn your palms up right now. And I don't remember. Turn your palms up, I do Scott. not remember fe- feminism out. from the 60s, 70s, or 80s. Hold your hands out, Scott. Hold your hands out. Are we gonna play? Pal- palms up. Slap back. Palms up. Active receiving. Receiving. Teachable receiving. Teachable from whom? From Joe. A teachable how? You're going to ask him about rape culture, and he's going to respond. I asked, I, asked, I, I asked the question already. Yeah. Make those open hands. The posture of your heartstrings. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Okay. I think we've done well. Um, this has been feedback. Way to receive, Scott. Guys, I'm sorry. I just, you know, once you once I get my brain going. Why don't you do it, Scott? Why don't you make a decision? Wow. Throughout the day, I just, my brain does not work. And then you you stimulate it. How often do you pray throughout I the day? Stop. Um, Boom. There so it was. Often. There it was. So often? What do you pray? Every, every so often. Are there days that go by that you don't pray? Yeah. 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 When you do pray, what do you pray for? Um, thank God for everything that he's quote unquote hashtag blessed me with. <laughs> Are you trying to get me going? How have you been blessed? I want you on my freight train, Jeff. Poutine. How have you been blessed? I thought we were talking about prayer. Yes, you said, "I'm okay." So you're thankful. I am there, thankful. Is there anything? Yes. Okay, is there anything you're praying for? I pray. Um, well, I mean, I pray for people for their health and 
um, health, other things that they're going through. Check the box. How um, often were you today, Jeff? Not today, but how often on a typical day do you pray? Like the pray where you intentionally like say words to God in your head or out loud? Every day. Yeah. What does prayer do? And it's not, okay, I take that back. It's not, it's not prayer so often. It's more of a conversation back and forth. What does prayer do? It's not religion. It's relationship. Yeah, what is what is prayer? What do you think? What's the purpose of prayer? Like for you right now, like not, it's not like a Bible test of, because there's prayer all over the Bible and there's examples of varying stripes. But functionally for you today, for all of us, I guess, left coast, hop juice, what is, how does prayer work? Like what, what's its purpose in your life? Functionally, how does it function? Well, yeah, being being grateful to the Creator of the universe for whatever I have. Um, what do you have? Just uh, well, life, I guess. First of all, all right. Um, food, um, a good car to get me to work, a job, just stuff that we normally take for granted. I, I am thankful for. Yeah, and I acknowledge that on a typical day. It's boring, huh? No, no it's, it's not. It's good. <laughs> Jeff and I are having a stare off. <laughs> yeah. Well, but how is pr- prayer functioning like? Uh, so you, I think, well, before that you said, what are you praying for? Or maybe Jeff said it. Um, right now I'm not praying, not exactly praying for something like like uh, I'm missing something in my life. Um, I am missing a lot of things, and I have... I prayed like I pray for a wife, um, pray for guidance, for wisdom. Um, Just guidance in general, like work or conversations. Okay. So yeah, work, like should I quit my job? Should I leave my job? Important Uh, stuff in your life that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, uh, should I stop at Ralph's or Pavilion's? No, sometimes that's valid. Sure. But that's not an everyday. Yeah, because Ralph sucks. Right. Well, but it, it could be God. Direct my path if if there you know there could be someone at a particular store. I mean that that's a that's a, val- a valid mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah, yeah. You know, going back to the wife thing, confession time. Hashtag real talk. I I've been praying for you to find a wife. Oh wow! Thank you. Can you believe it? I don't? And that's a lot. That's a lot from me because I don't often prayer intercess intercessorily. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Sure. Intercessorily? I wouldn't say it with a lisp. It's natural, Scott. Don't make fun Just of me. Just press it. Shut up, Scott. I wasn't expecting that one, but I'll take it. Okay. I'll accept that. Thanks for having me back, Jeff. Um, <clears throat> Jeff? Whatever you're doing with your iPad there. Anyways, keep going. Oh, no, you were you were confessing. No, that I pray for you. I, well, I prayed I, for you to find a wife. You were confessing that you prayed for him. There's something backwards there. Which, it, we'll we'll get into this, I'm sure, but I want to let Scott finish. I don't often pray for things, for people or for myself. Right. I, I rarely, rarely do I pray for things that are not, I don't know what the term is. Maybe I'll just say normal, that are not normal so I think like a wife is a normal thing, 
Um, so like, I don't pray. Like, I want a new car, but I don't pray, God, give me a new car. Um, I, I, I have prayed, though, God, give me wisdom on whether or not I should go into debt to buy a car um, or not. Um, Ask Dave Ramsey. Oh, he'd say no. We're stupid. debt free! Yeah. You How you doing? Never, never go into debt. Hi, Dave. Calling from Missoula. Me How and you my doing? wife. How you doing? What does Dave always say? Better oh, than I oh, deserve. Yeah. Brother. Better than I deserve, brother. Jeff, we're debt free. That's great. Okay. We've got a $10,000 house and a $40,000 car payment. Dude, <laughs> it is nuts. I used to listen to Dave Ramsey, and it was like, car payment, $724. And, and, and how much do you make a month? Fifteen hundred. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! And I'm not disparaging the South. It just most of the callers were from the South. I'm so about to get my. That shit raise. goes on in California too. <laughs> Me an extra twenty five cents an hour at Walgreens down there. Oh my god! And I'm not laughing at the the low lowish income. I'm laughing at like just the situation people get themselves into. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was there. I I was I was there when I was young. Enough caveating. Scott, go on. Prayer. Yeah, so I, I I typically don't pray for non-normal things, um, but uh, mostly I I'm thankful in my prayers. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Do, do you think your does God? Do you think your prayers or maybe just the greater prayers in general actually change the way God acts? Yes. Was Did that a full yes? Yep. <laughs> So is it? Is yes, it a, yes, 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 okay. yes, and yes. Okay. Okay. Do you, so, do you ever ask God what you should be praying for? Yes. Well, it, rarely, but but it, I. Wow, I, we're in inception I, now. I believe I have prayed that. Yes. Dear God, and I would like to ask you to tell me what I should pray for the next time I'm praying. It's, it's typically we're in a loop. Yeah. It's typically in the form of God's will. Exactly. So, so that's is what I was it, getting at. Yeah. Is it? Sorry, Jeff. Right. I got gotcha. you. Because, because, like, even with praying for a wife, is it? I feel it, like I'm one of Jeff's sixth, sixth graders right now. Oh, you <sighs> would be throwing stuff. You'd be cussing. He just scratched the eye. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's just a finger. <laughs> he just scratched his eye with his middle finger. <laughs> You're right. It is just a finger. <laughs> so yeah, like even even with marriage is. Um, I'm asking, yeah, if it could be, it could be not God's will or against God's will for me. Should I have a life to, of singleness? Right. Right. Should, should I, Lord, should I serve you, glorify you as a single man right. in your kingdom? Yes. You know, what's interesting is this, man, this is opening a corridor to so many things. Like it reveals what what you see how you see God interacting with his creation like how involved God is with his creation like if God has a special purpose there's got to be a sound bite from the jerk somewhere I found my special purpose wait a minute what's happening to my special purpose it's special purpose well when I was a kid my mom told me that was my special purpose and someday What is my special purpose? What special purpose does God have for me? 
am I to be single or married? Like, is that set in stone? Is Does God have something for everyone? A specific thing, and if you don't find that thing, you're wayward of God's will. Is that is that generally how um, you feel? In in um, yeah, pars- well, partially, yeah, partially, generally. Um, so we have the option to be obedient or disobedient. Um, we could we could uh, be obedient at some point or some points, and then disobedient, and then obedient again. So if things happen where you are disobedient, then you miss that aspect of God's will for you. And by disobedient, you mean there are very specific things God wants for each person, and if you're disobedient from those specific things... There's like a will... You're disobeying God. There's like a, a, a... You talked about God's will. And so I see things, visu- I, I just see it visually, The like there's this line of God's will running through a, a graph just for visualization's sake. And you have these intersections where you would hear from God. You would be in his will. You, I mean, you would, you would be on the path with God and his will and you're saying that there are times where people can be disobedient and they miss that crossroads and then more time passes. And and if they become obedient, then they're going to be, you're in prayer, you're asking God, God, what would you have for me in this or that? And, And if you're obedient, you're really hearing, you're hearing God and where his will is and you get in line with his will by being obedient because to to be disobedient, you're never even going to get to that point. You're just going to be going around like whatever, whatever God. I, I think obedience would lead to more obedience. How mm-hmm. do you know Probably. when you're being obedient? That's a tough one. You personally, that that's a tough one. I, I personally don't, I, I am, um, well, okay. There's so two ways. One, it would be general, the general will of God, which is for everybody. So the, the, the commandments, um, love your enemy, love your neighbor, you know, you know, I, guess, I mean, just say the, let's just say the 10 commandments and then the additional. Well, ones. love God. How about we just say love God, love neighbor. Cause right? I, I, I hate how it's generalized like that because it tends to diminish other things, but, Sure. You want to make sure the, the Ten sake. Commandments are included? I want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my heart, guys. Follow the Ten Commandments. Zach started this Dang podcast it. to spread his big box. I hit the wrong button. Mm. Go, Scott. <laughs> for goodness sakes. I'll <laughs> so, pray for Zach's because, soul. Because it's, 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 it's beyond that. It, the general, general will also, also includes sound doctrine and, uh, and, and uh, sound teaching, uh, Discipleship. I mean, there there are there are a lot a lot of things in, that that are that are. are so it sounds like you're. That. God is right. very involved, like intricate, intricately and actively involved with His creation. Yes, from your perspective. Yes, not like a puppet, though. Uh, no, no, well, no, but it's man. I just um, don't be. I don't think this is the first time you've heard this. No, I know. 
You sound, pre- you sound really surprised. I'm pretending for the audience. Oh, that's okay. baloney. You're not yeah. pretending. Jeff's right. I prayed about it. You're not pretending. <laughs> so, so the general will, which which everyone is is under, and then specific will, which would be uh, somewhere some you, you're you're given certain gifts, right? Um, some are some are pastors, some are evangelists, some are uh, preachers and teachers. Uh, some ha- you you have different skills and abilities, uh, and then you have different gifts of the Holy Spirit, and there is a common, you know, Christian parlance, there's a walking in that um, obediently or not. I, th- I think that God does interact with creation to even even, even that detail, um, but but it's not like like God is God is interacting with me drinking my beer right now. I like I'm not. It's right. It's not that level. Um, although, if I were to get a word that said, "Scott, don't drink this beer right now," I'd hopefully I'd listen. As an example, interesting. I would say if you're if that's beer number f- seven. What's F seven do on the keyboard? F seven help magnify no, one. Magnify. So you have a question? Another question? I was thinking. I was thinking. Like, uh, do you often find it stressful, or does it? Is there anxiety surrounding de- determining God's will for your life? You personally? Yes. Well, not uh, not determining God's will for my life. We, um, hope- in in being disobedient. To God's will, I, I would I would put it that way. But a lot of times you don't know God's will, you're not sure of God's right. specific will. Right. So is that part of it frustrating or stressful? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's my fault because I don't I don't seek God to the degree that I should. I don't pray like I should. Um, I, yeah, I. And so God won't help you unless. You're you're praying or asking God for it. Um, I wouldn't say God help won't you discover help His me. well, yeah, His well, well, will. Yeah, I'm talking I, like you now. <laughs> well, how are your elbows? Yeah, it, it, it's it's easy to to just kind of throw, you know, just like statements out like that. But, um, yeah, there are there are times when you need to grow, um, and. God's not just going to give you the answer. Sure. Well, that's, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Jeff. Zach, are you asking the... I'm asking... Are you asking him the question <clears throat> and looking a little bit at, well, do you think you can go and pray and then get your way? Um, No. I I don't believe that Scott has that framework. Um, do you, Okay, so, I know okay. I know people do. So you weren't making assumptions, it. right? I appreciate. That. I was I was asking, um, because I honestly want to know because I I have other friends that feel this way about how God works and maybe God works this way. I don't operate with that much granular focus on God's will. Okay, for better or worse, I I don't know. Um, so. When I hear people like you and then another super good friend, 
will talk in this language. And that's my question. I, I don't get a chance to ask him or I, I honestly just haven't. And the courage is not the right word, but had the courage to ask him You're talking about- if um, I wasn't going to mention names, but if, <laughs> God if, told me. if it's anxiety, because it feels anxious and it makes me anxious when, when I hear people talk about not knowing God's will and, and yeah. why does it, it make you anxious? Do, because I, man, there's a lot behind that. I confession am learning to, this is separate from prayer, but with my history and the tragedy in my life, it has caused a streak in me to take on other pe- where other people are at. So whether it's the news or social media, which I need to spend less time on social media because it's driving me nuts mainly because I feel people's pain and I'm not saying this is pain for you or I feel what people are feeling because of what some things that have happened in my life. And I'm, I'm not great at processing it in a way that, uh, that separates me and doesn't like affect me personally. Your empathy causes you a lot of strife. Yeah. And that could be the world's biggest humble brag guys. I'm so empathetic. I mean, if only the world were as empathetic as me. You're not, you're not able to separate yourself from the situation. Right, or other people's situation. Yeah. I take on a little bit of the emotion of that yeah. situation. And so I get stressed out when I hear, to a small degree, it's not the same as being you. Yeah, I'm not taking that from you. And I'm not even saying you're wrong, but it's just whatever situation people are in. So yes, this person and you talking about prayer or finding God's will, wanting to know where they should be, I have a very a much simpler way of looking and operating for better or worse and and so I'm just that's why I'm asking the questions if it brings stress and if that's if that stress is worth it and maybe that stress should point us to simplify things and to not I don't think God wants that for you to be Well again it comes down to being obedient or disobedient to God's will. So but you don't know what God's will is that's the thing that's stressing me out. Well, right. So you don't but, know what you should be obedient but to. But that doesn't mean that that I can't know. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want me to know. I think everybody can know and knows God's will sufficiently to let to let the granular stuff. This is my opinion. But when you but when you say granular, I'm no, not. I'm not, not sure. Ar- no, I, well, to like to drill down on like specific what's God's will for this situation, for your relationship status. Like, what does God want you to do for your job? All the big decisions in life that we tend to wonder what God's doing and where we should be. I think general will covers all of that. Well, po- possibly. No, it, it does. It, it does. So but... I'm just telling you, that's where I'm personally coming from, and I, which okay. eliminates a lot of the stress of the individual stuff. And I'm not saying it's better. I might be wrong for... Maybe I'm avoiding following God's instructions because all right. I'm doing is trying to, albeit poorly, oh gosh, stupid caveat, sorry, Jeff, um, trying to love God by loving my my neighbor or doing what's right for my family, as long as that, by definition, is not going to harm the neighborhood and is not going to harm the county or the city, and then by extension, you know, what are, what my decisions do what repercussions that'll have for humanity as a whole. I know that sounds dramatic, but if it's 
if it's within that scope of loving God and loving neighbor, I just let the chips fall where they may. Right. And I, I think that it, it goes beyond. Does that, that make sense? Yeah. I think it goes beyond that. I think that there are specific things that God is calling people to do and we should be seeking out those things as what, well as following the general will. So what if it's through principle, what there if, are principles we live by, but there's also specific, yeah. specific things. What if it's, um, I, I wonder if specific you're seeing there, you're thinking there's things that God wants people to do specifically. And I interpret it as, well, you're, you're good at sports you can make a living at sports and serve God at the same time in that community and build the kingdom in that community. You should do that because you're good at it and you want to don't like stress over like, am I supposed to do that? I could have a corporate gig or I could, I could work at this shelter. It's like, do what you want. And while you're doing what you want and you're good at, cause God gave that to you, love God and love neighbor. Well, it, it, it doesn't, one doesn't preclude the other. Right, but it, I right. think we're interpreting different. Right, all right, so I want to clarify. One doesn't preclude right. the other. Just because you're searching for God's specific will doesn't mean that you can't serve God where you are. And just because God, just because you have a talent at something doesn't mean that that is, quote-unquote, God's will specifically for, for you. He could, he's, he's called, there are, there are Christians who were very good at athletics, and they felt God calling them out of athletics when they could have made millions of dollars but they, right. they right, but they go the other way because that's what they felt that God was leading them towards, and that's good, right? So, so it's not it. I I agree. Yeah, do do what you think, do do what's amoral, right? It's not morally wrong. Do that if you're good at it, sure. But that doesn't preclude God having a specific will for your life and you seeking that will. Well, I think a lot of times we look at the will of God. And we think we know what the will of God is because we're reflecting on our own lives and we're. Honestly, when it comes down to it, a lot of times we're thinking about what we want. And when, and so you get God in prayer telling you, stop doing this. Stop looking for a wife. Stop, stop, you know, trying to get that job or to get this and get that. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I've heard so many stories of people who are like, fine. I give up and, and their giving up leads them down a path that gets them what they actually wanted with a whole lot more that came with it and that glorifies God. And it just dumbfounds you to look back in the, to connect the dots backwards and be like, wait a second. Oh my gosh. I was wanting it for me and then i finally just listened to god and got in god's will yeah and you end up and i hear those stories and well wanting it for you right would not include that kind of leaves out the loving people well not necessarily part. not necessarily cuz uh, you could be you're loving right, people not. i mean we're trying to right. for, we're trying to force our but, but if what you're doing is for for you exclusively, then your your compass is a little bit off. But think about think about how a lot of people pray. Lord, give me good health. Lord, fix me. Lord, give me money. Traveling mercies. Lord, 
can I <laughs> give me a raise? Lord, give me, give me, give me. And right, and, and, and if it's not that overt, like I mean, I'm it, I'm you're making it sound dramatic, and I like what you're doing. But oftentimes it's more under the radar, so we don't notice that that's in fact what we are doing when we're praying. Right. Even if we're using words that sound spiritual and more humble, that's effectively what most people are doing when they pray. And that's why... And, I'm sorry, ahead. I've heard... You finish it. I've heard people talk about, um, you know, uh, authors, pastors talk about, some have said, just pray until, <laughs> pray until you actually get a good prayer. For like you, you hear like this is where I need to be. At least you're praying, you know. Be thankful and be praying for you know your health and your you know protect my family. And it's like that's pretty mundane and like, <laughs> come on. I mean, that's not like prayer. We're going through the motions. That, yes, it is. And yeah, this is wait, what I do. And then there's we're talking we're talking about these negative things. I I, I totally get that people do things wrong. But it's that's not, not about, how this conversation started, though. Well, right? that's where, right, it's so, where he's I mean, going. But if so. we, I mean, if we bring it back to what should we be doing, or or the question is, we should be trying. We should right. be in God's will. We should be praying. Right. Pray, Lord, bring me into Your will. What should I be doing in this and this and this? Do you even care about any of this? And where's Your will? What what in what direction should I be going? Because I'm lost, or I I feel like I, right. I, you're pulling me in this direction, and then it's anxiety. Well, the, it, even before you get to anxiety, though, it's it's the question that's driving the 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 the, the dissidents. Like, okay, I'm not I, I'm not where I should be. God, where should I be? Yeah, is this me? So even or is before this you? it causes anxiety, w- w- like it's 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 just that process in in general. Like, yeah, like, maybe it's the wrong question. Okay, good. So, okay, so, it, it, do you have a suggestion for another question, or did you already say it? it just, well, just let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> is that the, is no, that ultimately, the, uh, I, I, I guess I, I can only speak for myself right now. And and where, where are you getting your this idea from? Um, what's the basis? I guess just seeing people convinced that God wants people to be healed. Um, but this is going to drive your your theology or your understanding. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of working out. Yeah, because prayer doesn't have a great record when it comes to actual supernatural and healing events. Well, okay, so you know what I mean. But, but that's going to drive. So you're going to. So I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at scripture and saying and I see God saying, I'm going to get you follow me. I'm going to give you. I'll give you the desires of your heart. He, Jesus tells a parable of of the of the judge, and the woman goes and bugs the judge by asking him. And even even the the, the unrighteous judge will give, right? Will give the woman what she's asking for as as a reference to it. God is not the unrighteous judge. God is the righteous, loving judge. Right. And how much more then will He give what you're asking for? Um, the the the, the for, you know the prayer of a the fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. O- over and over, there's, right. there's references but what, to that praying much? and seeking God. Yeah. So, and do you see that? Do I see what? That the accomplishes much. Do yeah. you see that? Yeah, all the time. 
What do you like? Yeah, what do you it, see? It, just, well, okay. So because I haven't seen someone get healed doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray. Right. It doesn't mean that scripture is wrong about prayer. Right, and I'm not. I I don't think you should assume I'm coming after scripture. Well, but okay, but if you're not basing your idea of prayer on scripture, you're basing it on what you see in people doing. Then I I question that. I guess I don't. I I'm struggling to believe that God is so detailed in his how he interacts with people. Why? Um, because of how the world works. Because of the death so, and so destruction. If, but I think Scripture more than alludes to to God. Of course it does. With, right. But but so, how how do we? The ultimate thing is people praying for their loved ones to be well and not die when they get sick when they get poorly sick. Okay. That's the old that's the biggest fear of anybody in the you know any family member you're going to pray that they get healed. And the healing to death ratio is not good ultimately. It's okay. just about 100%. Okay. So does that, does that mean that God's will was not or, or that God doesn't out? answer prayers? So 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 this, so, yeah. so again, so again, scripture says that God answers prayer. I know, right? So it's it's a I guess I'd say a fundamental issue. Um, but answer to you is yes. Is wait, that what you're saying? Wait, what? Is scripture is when it says God answers prayer in scripture is that yes? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't mean that He answers all prayers. Obviously, He doesn't. And I gotta push back on you a little bit. You made a comment about that um, prayer doesn't have a good track record. I would disagree. No, I'm talking about ultimately when people, at some point, everybody dies. And at some point, people stop praying from, at some point, people go from, it's not their time, God, please heal them, to, well, they lived a good life and just please ease their suffering and uh, you will be done. Okay, but what does that mean? That doesn't, doesn't... It means there's a line somewhere where it shifts. Okay. Like, but... if, if death is bad, but always, that... is death okay when you're old? No, but, but... But that doesn't have anything to do with prayer and God's will. Well, it has to do with prayer and God's will. So, uh, yeah, we we went from prayer to God's will, which they're they're connected for sure. So, yeah, what are the implic? What are, what are you implying in what you're saying? Well, I'm I, just saying for me personally, I've gone from currently, I'm open book. Hopefully, hopefully things will change. Hopefully, I'll get closer to whatever the truth is. But currently, I rarely pray for. Interse- God to intercede on people's behalf, and and you're and just to be clear, yeah. you're not getting that. You're not. You didn't come to the conclusion by reading scripture, right? Okay, just to be clear. Yeah, I mean, you, you can if you, if you watch. I mean, in scripture, God intercedes and raises Lazarus from the dead, and then Lazarus goes and dies again, like an a hole. That's what I'm saying. Is like ultimately everybody dies. Okay, but that that has no bearing on. Like, let's go back to. I, my I think it is. It is connected on a really Jeff. deep level. Because so you so you're saying if prayer was really effective, we could we could continually pray for someone to live, and they would live because because that God would answer prayer if they're praying in uh, with with complete. Yeah, faith. or maybe people. Yeah, maybe that's uh, the implication. No. No example from that in Scripture, and I don't think Scripture would allude to that. So there are boundaries. 
which which would I'm not include... arguing against the Bible. I'm I'm definitely this is definitely my affected iPhone. by my experience. And so totally admitting and I'm not saying this is right. However, what I am getting better at doing is not faking the, not faking it whereas before I would say prayers that were I I was trying, I was going through the motions. At night, I say my, my nighttime prayers. In the morning, I say my daytime prayers. I say my prayers before my, my meals. And after a while, I realize I'm just like, it's it's not real. I'm not connected to God, really. Check the box. Well, yeah, why, checking, why, the, yeah, checking the prayer why, box. Why are you doing that? So one, why are you doing that? Am Two, I, am, don't, don't. Scott, don't why are you stressed it, out? Is it tradition? Don't. Is it habit? <laughs> Has it been built in you from a childhood? I feel like you're... You're looking at my comments as being against you, Scott, and that's not what I'm doing. I, or the Bible. Well, well, they are against the Bible because you just said you're not deriving. You're, you're deriving them not from the Bible. So it make you feel better if I did it because the because it's in the Bible, whether or not care. my heart's behind it. I don't care whether you do it or not. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, don't judge. It sounds your like you ex- do care. Don't judge your experience based on you. Don't judge your theology based on you. Don't judge your experience of God based on you or someone else. It, it, because because just because you are checking the box doesn't mean that it's it's that prayer is is that you shouldn't engage in prayer in that part of the relationship with God. So I it, it seems like you're You're coming, telling me I like book ideals which are probably I would generally I would agree with. However, if I, if my heart's not in it, do I just fake like is that better? Well, no, that's why I said I don't care if you do it or not. I don't don't base your theology on whether or not your heart is in prayer. Don't don't base your idea of prayer on whether or not your heart is in prayer. When yeah, you, my when idea you are of prayer is that I don't I don't know to what degree I'm not confident to into what degree God. Like if God's not gonna heal because somebody didn't pray well enough, I. I'm not comfortable with that. That's different than your heart not being in your nightly prayers. Well, that's why my heart is not my nightly prayers. Because I don't, right now, I don't believe that God is sitting there waiting for people to pray in order to heal. And if they don't, he withdraws and lets bad things happen. I don't believe that about God. So why and that do, is so filtering why that... into how I pray and what I pray for. Does so, that make sense? So why do bad things happen? Because life, I don't know. Yeah, That's I, the I, ultimate I, question. I agree. I, I agree. It's uh, yeah. Bad bad things happen. Uh, yeah, every day. Yeah, every second. Like I, yeah. I, I don't see God as somebody. I don't think God ordained Shane's death for His glory. For a listener, it's my son. Um, and yes, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, of course, maybe we're all wrong, but. Praying for Shane to be healed and having it not happen definitely plays a part in this for sure. I do believe, and this is the the really tough part, I do believe that if certain things have, had gone different ways, like different decisions were made by the medical staff, I think there would have been a different outcome. That's not to say that, it's not like, it, I mean, it's terrible that Shane died. We have Aubrey because Shane died. And that's it's not like one's better than the other, it just is. So it's almost like this philosophical conundrum of like people looking for the meaning of life or is there meaning in life? And I think it's, 
Well, I've heard it from Peter Rollins, but it's I'm sure it's goes back to the end of time or whenever philosophy started. But there's no meaning six thousand years ago. <laughs> when the earth was formed. <laughs> um there's no meaning of life, but you can find meaning in life. See okay. So I, I would and I'm not uh, making yeah. an affirmative statement that that explains all of reality. Yeah. I know there's more to it. Yeah. I believe there's more to it than that. Um, but it's just asking for things feels like it feels really selfish for me personally. Love you girls. Night night. So I know we've like wandered, but <laughs> it's, no, I, it reflects me personally. I, I don't pray for things. It started, I mean, we're just in this ridiculously awesome area of Southern California where we're middle class, but we had a rental property for a while. And like when it dawned on me and something clicked for me when my wife was like, um, not my wife, but like when the renters that we had were terrible and we were, it, they weren't paying, we can't afford to pay two mortgages. So we have to get them out. The whole thing just feels dirty. And it was like, People saying, well, well, we'll pray for you. And I'm just thinking, I was just putting it in real simple forms in my head. Like, dear God, please provide for us so we can pay a second mortgage. And I was just like, it just felt so like slimy and dirty. And I compare it with the rest of the human experience outside of Southern California, outside of America. It would just be like, imagine me complaining to somebody in a different part of the world. That's just thankful and even joyful in their suffering of not having anything and they're just getting by. They don't have all the distractions and trappings that we have in the West and yet they are joyful in their give us this day our daily bread. They have enough to get by, but they have nothing compared to us. And me like being like, man, can you pray for me, brother? <laughs> can you pray yeah. for my second property? Well, I think that's, I think that's the downfall of the church is that we... We uh, we have that mentality of of uh, of being shameful of success or whatever whatever you want to call it, and we don't we don't go and seek God uh, because of that, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna decline because of that. Well, I appreciate the that bow, but f- I realized that manipulating God was what I was doing in prayer. Or attempting to, and manipulating other people. So especially praying out loud, I would pray the way I wanted people to hear it. Um, so it's been the shift of praying, praying for gratitude. I guess it's kind of asking God to intercede in my life, like asking Him to make me grateful, or just being aware. Almost like this mode of operation. Like when Paul says, "Pray without ceasing," I used to, that used to freak me out. Like I never. I pray like once a day, you know, how am I supposed to pray all day? And I I think it's more a mode of being and connecting to your savior and to the creation and being aware and grateful and just connected to everything. But, but, but connected how though? Like, like you're just ethereally connected, like just by being on the planet or being aware and grateful. Right. Right. Okay. But being, being present, it's all like asking me to explain it, Scott. I think there's to something satisfy that you brings, is not going to happen. I think something brings you closer what? to God's will. It's not satisfy me? What are ah, you talking about? You're you're taking you got, things way too hey, personally. I think there's something in doing that. How does my that, experience that offend you? That Zach is talking about that brings him closer to God's will or in God's will in that path by by doing that. 
I didn't even hear what you said. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Zach, you mentioned like being thankful or, you know, there was just doing that act is bringing you in line with God's will and just being thankful and glorifying God. Thank you for this. That bring it's the, the, the opposite is I don't really care. I see what you, I see what you're saying. And even that it's weird. I'm like, I've got this, obviously my experience ha, is affecting this. Um, and I don't think that's all bad. I think it can be bad. Um, and some of it probably is bad and needs to be adjusted. And I'm working through that. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not faking it. There's not a, f- a switch I flip to where it's like, oh, I do that because that's what it says. And right. now my whole heart's behind it. That's not how emotions work when you're not connected to something emotionally. It may as well not be true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, matter what you, matter what you, what you s- say. Hello? God's mad at us. Or it could be the devil. So, <laughs> what do you think about the devil, Jeff? I'm just kidding. Anyways, you said thank, being thankful, and even that is like tripped me up. Like thanking God for food when other people don't have food, I I can't. I still do it because it's habit, and maybe it's not wrong. But I'm trying to shift to I'm grateful for what I have. How can I find ways to spread what I have around, or or um, be aware enough to see where uh, other needs are and to contribute to alleviating those needs so that other people can experience the gratitude that I have. So I, it's more of a posture than like a specific, I will, you know, pray specifically, but that happens too, but it's le- definitely less praying for things or cause in my head, thanking God for something implies that he's, he's, he gave it to me because of certain things. At least that, that's how it feels in my head. And, um, uh, and I don't want it to foster an environment where my kids see their relationship with God as they get stuff. And that's what I'm worried about and rejecting. They get, got, they get stuff from God because they're good. And then when they experience life and see that other people don't get things from God, maybe they weren't as good. Maybe they didn't have the right posture. Maybe they didn't pray right. And I, I would definitely want to avoid that and replace it with just a general sense of gratitude for life and all it has to offer, including the death of children and the tragedies in life. That's all part of the experience and learning to find joy in that. Um, but somehow Jeff, uh, Jeff, how do you pray? Where are you, where are you with prayer or do you have any follow-ups to that? No. Does that make sense? I'm definitely wrestling through this stuff. Like that's goes without saying your tone and thought process. It reminds me of when we did the marriage when we did the the husband wife um, thing on was podcast 55, I think it was, but there's this place that you go to where you're, you talk about wrestling with this and I don't want it to be this. So I'm trying to push away from that and, you know, and just think of it this way. You have these general terms that in your mind that you seem like you're like, you're in this rebellious mode i'm gonna call it in that i do not want i don't want my thoughts to be mainstream like christianity and that males aren't the leaders women can lead too 
and prayer is not just for getting stuff. Well, right. It's not for getting stuff. It's for being in God's will. And, and we're, we're asking God, what do you want? What can I, what can I do with my life? That's going to live out your will. And, but you point out a few things that are kind of just, I want to make sure that I'm not doing this. Yeah. And, and I, I get it. And so those are my comments on what you were talking about. I'm rejecting the genie God is what I'm doing. And I think, I think even though I would have rejected the genie God in the past, that's effectively what I, what I was making him in the way I was praying. And so that is being rejected and I'm figuring out a new way to communicate that is reconcilable to that. Well, uh, I'm sorry. And then that does, that's not connected to the, my general shift in seeing things. I mean, there's, there has been a lot of like poking at things, kind of tweaking things, tearing certain aspects of faith down. Um, and replacing with other things. It's never just to do, it's not just to do it, just to do it or to reject what other people believe. It's a serious heart shift or a serious examination of my heart um, combined with a serious reexamination of God's word and the Bible and what it actually means, what the writers were actually saying. And so it's all kind of connected for sure. So wrapped up in that is the marriage thing, but I'm not wrestling with that. I I am totally confident and comfortable in my position on uh, men and women. But it be, seems being, like you've taken all of what society is and what they believe in, and you're like, I'm throwing this off the table and I'm re reexamining it. And when I get when I get truth and yeah. it rings true to me, and then, then I'll put it back on the table. But for now, I'm gonna I'm setting it aside, and I'm gonna ask people to look at a bigger picture. Yeah, which is you're your right. picture. You're right. Yeah, because my my faith shift, my previous faith was a grouping of all these things that you had all boxes that you had to check, and that's what it was, and. And it was all combined. Like you had to contain all these boxes. Right. And you're like, this is BS. Well, no, I not intentionally. Oh, okay. But it, a lot of them, a lot of them fell. I still retain a lot of them, but it's, it's more realizing how it, it's not all these things or, or nothing. It's you're not, a little squishy. <laughs> <laughs> say what you want, but it's, it's not being confined. It's just as like, you can't categorize God. You cannot contain my faith, Jeff. Um, Amen. You, no, it's it's testing it's testing everything. I wasn't testing anything before. I was just receiving uh, a big grouping of what it means to be a Christian, and I accepted all of it. And so, yes, some of those things had to go. So it's not throwing all of it out. If it was throwing all of it out, I wouldn't have a podcast centered around faith discussions. About discussions that you can talk about how you've thrown everything out and you're going to bring it back on the podcast one at a time, slowly. Not everything. <laughs> I will comment. Oh, Scott, I will comment. You asked me, how do I pray? And there are times where I'm like, God, I'm in your will. I know it. Where, what should I be doing? 
what should I be doing with this and that and that? What should I be doing at work or just in this moment? And I pray and I get answers and I go and things just start rolling quickly. Like it's like I'm on cloud nine with God and then I lose myself and I'm way off track and, and, and I don't realize it for a little bit. And then, you know, I just, I get all messed up and just anxious and stuff like that. And I end up, you know, battling God and I don't even know it. And then it takes a little while and I realize, man, I metaphorically, I've scabbed up my knees. Oh my gosh. I think I broke my finger. I'm like, I think I bruised my brain. A couple of cracked ribs. Yeah. And <laughs> that, that stuff affirms like God's will for me when I'm praying and when I'm, when I know I'm doing God's will. And I recently was praying with my wife and she told me that's the shortest prayer you've ever done. Cause my prayer was God, give us, give us the, the wisdom to know your will speak to us in our lives and, and let us right. do your, let us do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. And she's like, that's the shortest prayer you've ever yeah. made. I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking to myself, that is the best prayer I've ever prayed. The the prayer in the Bible that sticks out to me most and that resonates with me, and even though it's like it includes stuff that I don't do as much anymore, is the prayer of Paul in Colossians. It's just like a powerhouse of basically... It's not praying for things or for healing or stuff or health or anything like that. It's just like being filled with the knowledge of his will. So, and I believe his will is that we love God and love people. Like how you love God is by loving people and stewarding creation. So what I'm rejecting is stress, like literal and visceral anxiety and stress, which if yours is not that strong, Scott, surely other people have are just riddled with stress and like how do i know what god has for me simplify it like what is the harm in simplifying it down to you are in a current situation wherever mm-hmm. your job is at right how can you love the people around you and serve them and therefore be serving god do that start with that and yes you might have an epiphany god i i do believe and more honestly, I want to believe that God will and can and does speak in different ways to where you, I, I really feel like I should be over here. Yeah, follow that. And if you go there, you can find people to love and find mm-hmm. people to build uh, the kingdom of God. So that's my default. Like in um, amongst all this angst that it, and unsuretude, surety, not being sure is I do have peace in, I don't stress about um, this as much as it sounds because it's like, I'm just, all I know is that loving people the way Christ loved the church and in a self-sacrificial way will play a part in bringing reconciliation on this earth. A very small little sliver of the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm resting in that. And so I don't, I don't always have the verbiage. I, I think I'm just getting better at not faking it. And, and before I, I just realized, man, I'm just not, why do it if I'm going to be faking it? God knows my heart. 
Um, so why, why fake it? So I think I'm shedding that and, you know, learning how to redevelop a, a life of prayer. And I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful for that. I'm hopeful to settle into some comfort of being confident in that, but I don't believe God is like, well, man, you could have had so much more or you could have had your, your family could have so much better health if you would have just tapped into prayer better. Um, I don't believe that at all. So. And maybe I should be digging more. Um, and I say this because I told, I text my wife cause she's been gone for four days with the kids. And I text her on the first or second day that I said, um, I mean, it just came to me. I was running and I stopped and, and literally what I was spewing out in text was not even me. Like, I'm like, where is this even coming from? And I am seriously with God when I'm running all the time, completely connected. There's something about me being active that gets me just in line and quiet in my head. And so I'm sending this stuff out. But one of the things that came out was she had asked, you know, you, you haven't, we haven't prayed in a long time. Like it's been like a week or something like that. And she left and then I sent her a text. I'm like, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pray for the things that are within God's will, like what he's, what he wants us to do, where he, where we should be serving and, and not the mundane, uh, you know, pray for my health and my, cause those stuff, that stuff is just like traditional society, you know, uh, Lord, make me healthy, make me wealthy. Right. Make, and I'm like, I'm, if I say that it's not from my heart and if I'm going to pray, it's going to be with God's will with the the heart, the spirit that's been given to me, that lives in me, that that will then push outward into the world and to my wife in prayer, where she knows, man, my husband is right with God and in this will, because she can, you can feel it from people when there's this genuine heart that comes out, and and so doing the the daily prayers and blessings and. I'm thankful for a whole lot, but it better be, you know, stuff that isn't like, I'm thankful that I have a pair of shoes or I got a roof over my head. That's all relative in the world. Scott? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you be thankful for that? that, so that that's, I, I I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, but when, when it, but then you come down to that, it's like, yeah, be thankful in everything just because you have more right. than someone else. Am I going to do it, that okay, every day, ahead. though? It's a posture. It's more than just like saying it. Like, granted, saying it, I think ideally for me, it's like maybe saying it and repeating it. And maybe this is the biggest benefit of prayer. Actually, functionally, this is probably the biggest benefit of prayer, hands down, because I think this part is measurable. People who pray regularly, it, it is healthy for you. Mm-hmm. It's good for your brain. I think that aspect of it is measurable. And it, According to Science Mike, who's probably parroting uh, studies, it doesn't matter who you're praying to, which is the weird thing. It's it's healthy because it, it adds to, and I'm not making an argument for relative, relativity or whatever. Oh my God, science, relativity, not relativity, relativism. Um, where, when you're praying, you're at least in a little way, even if you're praying poorly or for praying for stupid things, you're like, 
going outside of yourself a little bit. Like who knows how it all well, works. Well, even works by writing it down. Yeah. So yeah, there there are things that we can do that help our help our physio our brain physiologically. Right. Yeah. And for but, the record, but w- if my wife gets diagnosed with cancer, <laughs> I'm not just gonna be like, well, you know, I'm grateful. <laughs> I'll be praying against that for sure. I will be interceding on her behalf. Yeah, which is weird. It's a whole, I, I think we're trying to wrap our heads around something that is very mysterious. Well, no, we've been, re- God has revealed to us what he wants us to do. And prayer is part of that. Interceding for ourselves and for other people is part of that. Right. It shouldn't be foreign to people who profess to be Christians, who right. profess that God is interactive with the world, that that God right. has given us prayer as a a part of relationship and the end game of that intercession may in fact be crucified upside down gut spilled out a, a terrible ending to this life yeah it's like, not it's not if if you want to live a godly life in Christ you will be persecuted and so I, says the scriptures and <laughs> what you said 30 seconds ago to add to that what you said earlier about like disobedient obedient um, that was like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, no, 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 but just to your <laughs> comment, I'm responding whether you could be too busy or disobedient and you miss those moments yeah. that you could be praying for. You missed the, like, a, you could have, like, hey, you are obedient and you are actively, like, listening and looking and, and you're aware and then you do write things down and, like, God, what was that? And... And then you're praying for it. Like, I believe those things aren't just random. They they happen for a reason or they're shown to us for a reason. God shows us and then hopefully we're obedient and we're aware and we're present. Hey.